seated brothers and sisters in Christ. It's great to be here this evening to be able to worship our God together, to be here in his name, in the name of his son Jesus, to be able to enjoy this opportunity. As Joe and I were talking earlier, I have my message ready, and one of the words I've heard after the Thursday night uh, fellowship meal is short. That's one of the big words I hear a lot. Mark, short, short. And then also we're talking about gluttony. So if you sleep tonight, that means you've committed gluttony during this lesson, okay? So stay awake, okay? So I'm really glad to be here this evening and that we can be together because the times are refreshing. You know, when we have an opportunity to eat together, to enjoy a meal together, it means we get to talk together, we get to enjoy each other's company, we get to enjoy each other's fellowship. You know, that's one of the great things that about Tuesday night for the Master, you come up to serve, but before you serve, you come up and have that meal together that people prepare, and all the time people are talking and enjoying their fellowship. Also on Wednesdays, that opportunity we have at this time also to come together to eat, to fellowship and to talk, but it's not all about just eating, okay? Just like in Brazil, when you see the pictures, you think it's about eating, you would see maybe perhaps this week, Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday is a good time opportunity to eat this week here at Dangerfield Church of Christ, okay? But the thing is, and what makes it so precious is the time that we have together. The time we have together in fellowship and eating together, but much more our time in fellowship together, worshiping our God and Father through his son and our Lord Jesus Christ. To become together to encourage one another, as Tim's been preaching about over these last few sermons in Hebrews chapter 10. Let us spur one another on. Let us encourage one another. Let us and let us do all of these things to call us to do more than we can because we want to see each other in heaven. We want to encourage one another each and every day in all things to continue to be strong. And we want to be refreshed. I don't know about you, about one day when you get to the end of a day and you're all dirty and all those kinds of things, you get home and you go and take a shower and after that shower, ah, you feel refreshed, okay? Or maybe it's that late at night and you're, you're not able to sleep. Well, I'm going to take a shower, take a nice hot shower perhaps. Then after that, ah, feels good. I feel refreshed, okay? Now, I don't know, you know, in Brazil, we take lots of showers, okay? Usually two or three showers per day is the times that Brazilians will take one. So they feel refreshed a lot of different times, okay? And it's very good also. But I want us to think about this tonight, thinking about how can we refresh each other's heart? How can we in the Lord be an encouragement to refresh someone who's needing a little bit of encouragement, who's needing a word, who's needing a little bit of service, who's needing something? You know, one of the things I hear about Tuesday night for the master Lately, and I've been talking to people, the people who receive the cards say, we are so thankful for those cards that we have been receiving. They help us. Some of those cards are going to people who are passing through physical conditions, other spiritual conditions, emotional conditions. And each one who receives it is very thankful for that opportunity and to receive that card that refreshes, that encourages their hearts. But how can we be an encouragement, a refreshing to each other each and every day? We need to keep each other in prayers. Look what it says in Philemon chapter 1. When Paul's talking to this man, Philemon, this brother that he loves in Christ, and he says this in verse 4, he says, I always thank my God that as I always remember you in my prayers because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Another way they put it in another version is I hear about your love for Jesus and all his holy people and your faith in Christ Jesus. So what I want us to think of is Paul was a praying man. And he says, I want you to know that Philemon, every time I think of you and remember you in prayers, I remember these things about you. 
Two things that we can understand about being refreshed. One is be somebody who's praying for your brother and sister who is in Christ. Because your brother and sister in Christ is needing encouragement. Every single one of us need encouragement. Maybe we look at somebody and say, well, that one doesn't need it. Oh, no, he does, she does. We all need encouragement. And Paul is saying here to Philemon, Philemon, I want you to know, Paul the Apostle, I'm praying for you. And I'm remembering you in prayers. But Philemon, there's something that's magical that happens. I'm praying to you, and I'm praying about you, and I know you're encouraged to hear me doing that. But I'm praying to you because you know what? You encourage me also. You refresh my heart. You help me to remember. And look what he says. Because of your love for the Lord Jesus and his holy people. We can understand that our relationship with each other is both vertical and horizontal. It says in 1 John 1, 7, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another in the blood of his son. Jesus cleanses us from all sin. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, when John's writing a letter, he says, I write this letter so that your joy and our joy may be complete. Saying that I want you to complete me. I want you to encourage me. I need you to refresh me. And so, God, how can I be a refreshment to somebody else? May my proper, my, me appropriate, my proper life, Lord God, people see that I love Jesus. Lord God, I pray that people can see that I love Jesus. Not only that I love Jesus, but I love his holy people. Man, just as Eric prayed earlier in that prayer, Lord God, praying for all of our brothers and sisters meeting here in Texas, here in Dangerfield, here there in Ghana, in Africa, there in Brazil, and the world over. Lord God, I thank you that your body is living, that your body is active, and that we have the power through prayer to pray for those who are on the other side of the country. And may they be refreshed, be strengthened, encouraged by the prayers that we have for them, and the encouraging things that we hear about them as they continue in the Lord in the midst of persecution, in the midst of trials in their life as well. So we see it's both horizontal and it's both vertical. We both grow together. Just as it says in James chapter 5 that we got in this morning talking in our class, if we confess our sins one to another... He will forgive us the idea of, I can share my heartaches. I can share my trials. And I can share them with you. Because we're family. Because we love each other. And we want to be refreshed. And we want to be encouraged by one another. Paul is saying to Philemon, Philemon, you have been a refreshment to me. You have been that to me. And look what happens in this. In verse 6, he says, I pray that your partner, your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Wow. Not only did Paul say, I'm praying for you. But he says what? He says, I pray that your partnership with us in the gospel, in the faith, may be effective. Can you think about it, Chuck? I'm a partner with you. We're not partners in crime, okay? Partners for good and spreading the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Chuck, this last week, came up and talked and encouraged all of us by the things that was happening in Ghana on his last mission trip that he was there. Did that not encourage you? Did that make you want to get fired up and say, good job? Praise God. God is working. God is doing great and amazing things. God does those things. And Chuck, now he said, even said this last week, I understand what that partnership even means more to me now. 
to know that brothers and sisters are praying for me or wherever I am and whatever I'm doing. And just as Paul says, we have a partnership in the gospel. Do you know we're all partners? We're all co-heirs with Christ, as the word of God says. We're all sons of God through faith in him. When we give our lives to the Lord, we've all been clothed with Christ. And we are part, we are the family of God. What an awesome and amazing thought to think the partnership we have. And look what he says with this. Look, I know, Philemon, you're growing in your relationship with the Father and with your brothers and sisters. And you see that love. Great. But I want you to know, I want you to keep on digging deeper. Amen. When we think about Thanksgiving, I thought about you and my Thanksgiving, this message tonight, just simply being thankful for God's word. Amen. Because without God's word, we wouldn't understand this plan. Without God's word, we wouldn't be here today. But I thought reading Psalm 119 might be a little bit long for tonight, okay? (laughs) Just a little bit, okay? But you can go home and read it, talking about God's word. But I want us to think about it truly. What an awesome thought it is. We have God's word, and we have as much time as God gives us on this earth to each day to grow a little bit more in our faith. To deepen our faith. As it says in First Peter, when you were a child, you, just, you wanted to crave the milk. Now I want you to even pass that and go on to getting food, as it says in Hebrews. The idea of, Lord God, I want to grow together with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Through How am I going to grow together? How am I going to grow and have a deeper understanding of the faith that I have, Lord? It's because I'm looking to you and your word and because of my faith in Christ Jesus and because of my love for the brothers and sisters. Isn't it great? When you're having a conversation with a brother and sister in Christ, and they say, I was thinking about these things on God's word. I was meditating on these things about God's word. You know what? There's something I've I've read this over and over again, and I never understood it, and I never got it till today. God's showing me something about that. Wow. That happens when we're ready to understand that we're in a partnership. That we want to see each other grow. And this partnership means that we, only, we don't only want to spread the word to the world. But we want to encourage one another and refresh each other with the word of God. Do you remember the parable of the unmerciful servant? When he received that, he didn't get a deeper understanding, did he? What did he go out and do to his brother? Oh, wow. His friend, or the one who owed him, threw him in jail. He didn't understand all the good things that he has in Christ Jesus. Is that not why Ephesians chapter 2 says that together we should learn to love this love that, to learn the love that's how wide, long, and high, deep is the love of God? Does he not say that we're not supposed to do that and learn that together? That we may grasp it together? That we may dig deeper into it each and every day? When Jesus says, forgive as others have forgiven you, Lord God, may I be able to do that as I'm deepening and growing in my faith because of my partnership, because of my brothers in Christ? Lord God, I want to be that. I want to be different. I want to be different, Lord. Because what? I want to understand every single good thing I have in Christ Jesus. Wow. You know, when I gave my life to the Lord, I remember it. I was at a retreat. And uh, at a college retreat, and we went, and we went to the church built. We were at Fall Creek Falls, okay, there in Tennessee, beautiful place. And we went to a place where we could be baptized and went to that place. And guy was talking about, Mark, do you know what you're doing? And, and all those things. And I, I explained to him, yes, I understand. I understand what Jesus has done for me. I understood those things. and was baptized into Christ. And man, fired up ever since. Amen. 
fired up ever since. Took a guy who couldn't talk to anybody, was quiet, and changed him. Truly, truly changed him. But now you ask me. I thought I knew a lot then. I know a whole lot more now. But I still have a lot more to learn. Amen? None of us want to think that we got enough. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that I can go back to that moment when I gave my life to the Lord, as it said in Romans 6, so that when sin and things come my way, I can remember the grace that I've been given. And Lord, I don't want to go back into that life. I want to hold on to that joyous moment. Some of my best friends that I have till today were there at that baptism at that day. Still talk to them when I go to Nashville. Still meet with them and have those times together. And praise God to see them also growing in their faith in their devotion, and in their relationship with the Lord. Look what he says in verse 6 again. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing that we share for the sake of Christ. Wow. Be it hardship, be it courage, be it mercy, whatever it is, we have it together. God bless us that we can grow in all these things together in our partnership with one another. First two things. How can I make sure that I can be a refreshment to my brother? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Just as he said, loving Jesus and loving his holy people. Second, knowing that I'm not alone, that I'm in a partnership with this faith for the gospel. And I'm supposed to do as the psalm says or proverb says, iron sharpens iron. Amen. With each other. Learning and growing. And what is the direct result of what's going to happen? If we do that to each other, if we decide, hey, I'm going to be an example of Christ daily in my life. I'm going to grow in God's word. I'm going to love the people of God. What is it going to happen if I know and understand that I'm in a partnership? That means that we're all going to be humble. No one's better than another. Amen. Okay, just as Corinthians says, I can't say that the foot is any more special or anything. We're all important to the Lord. But look what it says in verse 7. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. Look what he says here. Paul, talking about Paul, the apostle Paul, he says what? Your love has given me great joy and encouragement. Wow. The apostle Paul needed joy, needed encouragement. He found it in the Lord, yes, but he found it in who also? Those who were living and loving the Lord. We want to be a refreshment. We want to be a refreshing to others who are around us. We want to be a people who, as we see this verse, verses here, Lord God, I want to refresh the hearts of the Lord's people. What's the remedy? What's the solution? What's the mathematical equation? It's all one thing. It's love. Amen. That's what it's all about. James chapter 5 verse 13 says, is any of you sick? Let them pray. Is any of you happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Any of you going through trials? Pray. All of these things, talking about these different things, letting us remember that we need to bring everything to the Lord, our joys and our sadness. But just as Corinthians says, when one part of the body rejoices, 
we all rejoice. And one part of the body suffers, we all go through that suffering together. But what a great and awesome thought to know that we're not alone. Even in our suffering and in trials, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul will say that our God is the God of all mercy and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our trials so that when you have been comforted, you will be able to comfort others in their trials as well. There's something of great joy to know that, Lord, whatever I'm going through, whatever's happening, I can be encouraged. And I need your encouragement, Lord. As a family of God, I know that we've seen that encouragement for my wife this past couple of weeks with the passing of her mother. She has been encouraged. A mode of rejoicing. Not only for her, but her whole family as well. Imagine. She gets to send pictures of cards. She gets to talk about people who visited. Gets to talk about people who talked. And we get to take pictures of the food that, yes, I ate most of it, okay? (laughs) I got to make sure I don't fall asleep because I ate quite a bit myself, okay? But what happens? When we do that, it 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 cannot help but help the gospel to be contagious. When we can tell our brothers and sisters in Christ, and when we can tell people in this world, you know what? I went to that church building with a bunch of people who were there, who were there to worship God. And while they were worshiping God and loving God as a body, they were worshiping each other with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. But not only that, they were ready to encourage one another. This past week, this past Sunday, someone came for the first time and they said, you know what? Walking into this building, it felt like family from the beginning. Amen. And we want to have that sense about us always, as a sense of family. When we think of Thanksgiving this year, thank God for your church family. Thank God for the opportunity that you have to be able to refresh the hearts of others because of your love for God and of all the saints. And when those two things happen, thank the Lord of the harvest and be praying for the Lord of the harvest that he may send forth as we go from here, that other people will also want to take in that love of the gospel, in that partnership of the gospel, and that they also will be an object of refreshing for our hearts as well, even as they give their lives to the Lord. Tonight, if you haven't felt like you've been refreshed, okay, I, I know we all feel like we've been filled up, right, <laughs> physically. But if you need a time of refreshing and you need the prayers of this church, we want to pray for you. And we want you to know that we love you. And as it says in God's word, if it's confessing sin, confess sin to your brother, one another to be healed. If it's just the Lord coming here in the front saying, I'm struggling right now and I need to be refreshed. And you want the church family here to pray for you. We're going to pray for you and we're going to love you. And we know that what you're going through right now will help others also to see, hey, you know what? It's okay to be real. It's okay to be able to say, I'm not doing well. Because in those moments when we come and we ask for the prayers of the church, we're being encouraged. We're being refreshed. We're being renewed. And if you're not in Christ this evening, I want you to be refreshed. I want you to be made new. In our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What a great and awesome thought to think that we've been washed with pure water. Because of what Christ has done on the cross. And the faith that we have that we can be buried with him in baptism. And raised again to newness of life. 
If you want that new life in Christ, we invite you this evening to come forward as we stand and sing together softly and tenderly. We hope by listening to this lesson, you have found a better understanding of the Bible. And through that better understanding, find a closer relationship with God and His Son, Jesus Christ, our living Savior. If you have any questions or desire more information, please feel free to contact us here at the Dangerfield, Texas Church of Christ. You can find us at dfield.org. That's D-F-I-E-L-D-C-O-C dot O-R-G. Or you can email at dfieldcoc779 at aol.com. Or you can call us at 903-645-2896. If you are local to the Dangerfield area, we would love an opportunity to meet you and encourage you in person at 818 West W.M. Watson Boulevard, Dangerfield, Texas. 75638. Our meeting times are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Bible class and 10.30 a.m. for worship service, Sunday evening at 6 p.m. for worship service, and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. for our midweek Bible class. Grace and peace be with you always.